Yeah, I wonder if it's like a family crest or something. I, um, I don't know. Not what, that creative, maybe. What it's kind of what kind of family would have it done with a crown? <laughs> you know, know the local the local uh, gotta, farmers. Welcome, everyone, to episode 77 of The Mashup, the best bourbon conversation you're going to hear all week long. We're your hosts, Anthony and Stephen. Hello, fellas. Hey, what's going on? Happy Bourbon Heritage Month. Oh, I'm happy. You're happy? I'm happy for the heritage. Well, I'm happy for the heritage, but I'm also happy because tonight we have a special guest joining us. We do. Speaking of heritage, I'm the Alaskan native. Oh, oh there yeah. we go. Fun fact number one. Fun yeah. fact number one. So tonight we have a special guest. Mossick joining us, and Mossick is a local member of the community who knows probably a lot more people than I even know, but I met him at a tasting at a mutual friend's house, and we were just talking, and then Stephen and I, we met you out of the bar, right, and said... Let's uh let's do this. Let's have you on the podcast because we've always been a uh, a threesome. And then we just went the two of us. <laughs> and then we went to the two of us, yeah. and we said we want the threesome back. You know, whatever you you want to tell the audience and tell us about yourself. Sure. Yeah. Um. I mean, I'm Masek Togaruk. I'm Alaska Native, veteran father. I did the uh, the bourbon big blind bourbon taste off there in uh, the Whiskey Bear. I won the big blind bourbon taste off hosted Whoa. by Kentucky for Kentucky and uh, Buffalo Trace. The award was presented to by Freddie Johnson, and uh, yeah, it was, it was a good time. Not only did I win by points, uh, but I guess the last whiskey by Distillate Brandon Expression. Holy cow. That's amazing. And w- when did that happen? When did that take place? That was at Whiskey Bear, you said? That was at Whiskey Bear at Fritz Farm before they moved to their new location. Oh, nice. Yeah. So those of you guys who don't know, Fritz Farm uh, Whiskey Bear location was uh, kind of a cult favorite for a while right over there, right? We we Had you been there, Stephen? I've just been there. I never actually sat down and drank there. Okay. I had drank there a couple times, but I know when they ran that big blind event, I remember at the time, that was 19, right? I was thinking... Maybe I could enter that, and I might, you know, be able to guess a couple of things correctly. And then I quickly thought, like, oh, there's got to be people that are way better than me. So, like, how many people, <laughs> like you, how how many people were there? So there were 200 contestants that signed up. Those of which who showed up, of course, was a little different. There's inclement weather. It was sleet, hail. Oh God, kind of snowy, nasty night. But I'd say probably around a third of that showed up. So okay, anywhere from from 40 to 75 people showed up that night. Wow, nice. So yeah. the classic Kentucky weather caught up with you. So you win the the big blind. Um, that's pretty awesome. And then. Um, you know, I've also heard just rumor, again, I can't confirm any of the stuff that we say on this podcast, but that you've also been on quite a few barrel picks uh, over the years. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I'm I'm fortunate enough to uh, have been on a, on, on a lot of great picks. I guess I have a pretty decent palate. I, I like to think so, um, but... Uh, it can't be better than Stevens. <laughs> hey, don't blush over there. I see you. I'm going to have to hand over my world championship belt tonight. There you go, exactly. <laughs> Stevens, well, a title holder. Yeah. Wonderful. wonderful. What was your first pick that you ever did? Do you remember? Lord, new riff. Okay. A friend of mine had come down with cancer. A couple of buddies and I got together, and we did a uh, cranberry sauce new riff pick. 
No and way. Uh, yeah, we did cranberry sauce. It was back when they were four years old, mm-hmm. you know. And so let me tell the backstory of cranberry sauce. So cranberry sauce. I mean, I want to know. How did these names come about? Yeah, I'm glad you asked. Right. Yeah. They're so unique, and I'm like, who's coming up with this craziness? <laughs> yeah. So cranberry sauce came too because my brother was in the military. I was working on the pipeline. I was many states away. My brother was going to go pick up some bottles for me and a few friends local. Okay. And uh, it was back when a certain establishment. Okay. And uh, no names given. But no we, names we got given. It. Yeah. We yeah. just yeah. all wink at each other, and that's all good. <laughs> so. My brother was like, all right, yeah, I'll go pick up a bunch of bottles for you guys. So it was me and two or three other people in a group chat together. Okay. My brother went and, and, and picked it up. So we were all in a Facebook group chat. And he was asking. He's curious as to how all this worked. How are you going to go and pick up all these bottles? And I'm going to ask any questions or whatever. So he said, uh, <laughs> so is there any protocol? Are there any, you know, any secret you know, phrases or anything that I yeah. should be aware of? <laughs> well, I got a DM quickly from another friend. Let's call him, let's call him Ro. Ro, Ro DM'd me, and he was like, man, don't say anything. I'm going to mess with your brother. Oh. So, by golly, did he. So, <laughs> <laughs> he goes back into the DMs, and he says, uh, you know, there's a rotating password on the hour. It's <laughs> <laughs> great. And it changes, you know. He's like 20 minutes out, so he messages on the group chat. He's like, Hey man, I'm 20 minutes out. You know, what's the password? <laughs> Crickets. <laughs> you know, 15, yeah. 15 minutes. Don't you later, hate that? I like, hate that. So he's like, "What? Am, I'm waiting for this." And like, "What the hell's going on?" Like, you show up and you're like, "Where are they at? What's going on?" Yeah, yeah. yeah. Five minutes out. You know, he's like, "Hey man, I'm five minutes out. What's the password?" And then he gets there. He's like, "I'm arrived." Nothing yet. Knock knock. He gets into the bar, he's texting. I'm at the bar. Like, what's the <laughs> password, man? Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> so he's got a duffel bag in his army uniform, you know, hanging out at the barn. One of the guys that eventually picked cranberry sauce with us was at the bar, so he got to witness all this go down. <laughs> <laughs> and late, you know, later we found out what happened. But Brandon, my brother, he was like, uh, he goes up to the bar and he's sitting there at the at the very front of it at this certain establishment. Nobody sat at the front, you know. They always kind of kicked it at the back or the, yeah. of the bar or whatever yeah. it was. <laughs> he's on the message. He's like, "What's the password? What's the password?" You know, he's real frantic. <laughs> and then my my buddy Rogue, he said, uh, "Cranberry sauce." <laughs> 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 so my brother, you know, he's at the bar. The bartender comes up. Hey man, how, you know, how can I help you? What do you need? Brandon's like, uh, "Yeah, let me get a let me get a cranberry sauce." <laughs> <laughs> and this bartender's like, I'm talking, I'm, you know, there's no cranberry sauce. Just, like, can you get your cranberry juice? He's like, no, 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 I don't think you understand. Cranberry sauce. <laughs> <laughs> bartender, awesome. and I, I know the bartender well, and he's like, dude, I don't know what you're talking about. He's like, no, no, you don't understand. I need a. Cranberry sauce. <laughs> He's oh, like, really, he was so like on the third, 
you know, cranberry sauce. My other buddy at the bar is like, mm, what the heck is going on over here? Yeah. So the bartender's like, man, I don't, I don't know. This guy's so, lost it. Yeah, right. So this other guy, my buddy comes out, and he's like, hey, man, what are you doing? You know? <laughs> he's all flustered. He's on the group chat. He's like, this isn't working, you know? <laughs> he's real upset. <laughs> so my, my other buddy at the bar, he's like, you know, what are you doing here? He's like, I need to pick up bottles. He's like, well, for who? He says, well, my brother, Mossick. And this other person and this other person. He's like, oh, man, you don't need to tell them no password, bro. Just tell them to follow me. You know, it's not that big a deal. And so he gets the bottles and he comes out of there with a duffel bag full of bottles and his army fatigues. And and we knew right there, man, we had to do a pick. Oh, yeah. And by golly, if it wasn't wasn't cranberry Cranberry sauce. sauce. That's a good story. Oh, man. I mean, that might be... You know, you always see all these tatered out bottles when it comes to store picks and people naming them different things, but that's a solid story behind solid why story, you would name yeah. it. Yeah. Well, Masik, thanks for coming and sitting down with us this evening. Hopefully, yeah, of course, uh, thanks for having me. Hopefully, this, new, this bottle we have uh, share some goodness with it. Sure. Yeah, we're hoping so. So, Anthony, I think we had one review this week, and I think it was a repeat customer. Yeah, pretty odd. I mean, I mean, odd and fascinating and awesome, um, awesome all at the same time. I mean, so update your reviews, absolutely. <laughs> and that's the thing. Like we had to go back and look because I wasn't sure. You said, "Did this person review us?" Before? I was like, "This name's very familiar." Yeah, yeah. And then all of a sudden, I went back and I looked, and I'm like, "Yeah, it was probably like five months ago." So anyway, here's a repeater, and from Grant H in Georgia, we appreciate you, man. He wrote, "Really enjoy the show, guys. Also appreciate you guys discussing and." T- uh, tasting easier to find bourbons, even though the quality of the lower price pours isn't as high as it, some of the higher priced counterparts. There are still some great, reasonably priced and very accessible bourbons on the market. These discussions also add to the genuineness of the show. Keep up the great work. Oh, thanks so much. That's a really nice review. And I will say this, Grant, I know we said it before, but if we ever come to Georgia, we're coming to find you. <laughs> we're hanging out with you <laughs> twice now. If you like a shout out, just leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. The next time we record, we'll give you a shout out. Absolutely. So, gentlemen, for this week, we have a very dark bottle. It's it's Mis- midnight. It's, it's black. It's it's very mysterious. It's evil. Yeah. <laughs> Did Marianne Ease r- r- do a collaboration with Willet on this? <laughs> That's what it looks like, right? <laughs> <laughs> so shout gentlemen, out to Marianne. There you go. For this week, we have a bottle of Willet Straight Bourbon Whiskey, eight year. All right. So this eight year old Willet Bourbon is actually the weeded. Uh, mash bill that comes to us from the Willet Distillery in Bardstown, Kentucky. The bottle date is 2022. Um, the ABV is 54. Proof is 108. Of course, the age is eight year. The, um, the mash bill on this is the Willet Weeded Mash Bill. And I'm not sure if I have a whole bunch of correct information here or completely wrong information, but the, a lot of these uh, distilleries keep the mash bill close to the vest. And this, according to Bourboner and Scott Hansen giving credit here that the Willet weeded mash bill is 65% corn, 20% wheat, and 15% um, malted barley. The MSRP on this guy is a staggering two thirty nine ninety nine. dollars It's a day's worth of pay. <laughs> <laughs> a day's for you. For me, it's a week, damn it. <laughs> That's a pretty staggering MSRP there. So one thing one thing I like to say about Willet, right? Um, they've had some of the best juice. They've highlighted some of the best juice in the nation uh, with their collaborations with other distillers. <laughs> I don't know. 
and uh, they, they do, <laughs> under the breath. They do a really good job in marketing. They have a very fantastic way of putting whiskey on the market in a way that uh, no one else has. Buffalo Trace. And, uh, and I think like we got subliminal man going on here. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, you know, you gotta give credit where credit's due, right? They're 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 the first in in the nation to really do this with bourbon. They seen the writing on the wall. They they saw the the ability for for whiskey in this form to be marketable and 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 palatable for for people's pockets. They were willing to pay for it. Um, uh, based on a distillate that they, that they pushed, and on what they're creating, so let's let's give it to Willet, man. They they got a lot going on. Um, even their own distillates are are fantastic. There's nothing nothing bad to be said about that. Um, but but, uh, but, but for that, you get this nice black bottle. <laughs> you do, yeah. They, they, and gold lettering. Yeah, absolutely. It's a beautiful bottle. It's a beautiful presentation. I think this goes with. A previous episode where we couldn't see, yes, and we need that tide window once again in a bottle. Oh, one hundred percent. Yeah, so we can see when we're getting low. If you have a bottle of whiskey that says dark, okay, in terms of the the color, you can't actually see how much you're drinking unless you hold it into the light the right way. And so that's a problematic for people like me who might open it, and if I like it, and I keep drinking it. Next thing you know, it's half gone. I had no idea. Um, but you were talking about the gold lettering and the presentation and saying it's nice. We've talked in the previous episodes about how well it's known for their foil, their purple or green, and their very nice wine bottle presentation. Their their color code system. Color code. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Everybody has theirs, and that works for them. And for us, I mean, I've seen everything about this bottle sideways. I When I saw it on the press release, I liked it. I thought it looked very nice, even though it looks like a red wine bottle. It does. It looks like it's just a you know wine, wine yeah. bottle. It's on a shelf. You didn't see the front of it. Yeah, it, but the gold lettering stands out, and then the people that are Willet purists, if I want to call them that, you just talked about their history and their brand and everything like that. They hated it. Like I've seen so many Reddits and subreddits where people are like, they got the best packaging on the market. Why would they go to this cheesy looking? Did they want black? the sticker with the handwritten year on it? I think that's what people wanted. They wanted to stay with some instantiation. They said, mm. change the color of the foil, do something else, but maintain what you do as your brand with yeah. that bottle because that bottle's become synonymous with excellence. You so know? is this something new they're going to be doing or this is just a one off? I'm not exactly sure. Because have you seen this black bottle before? No, that's brand new. That's brand new. Okay. Yeah, they've never done anything like that. Um, the only thing they do is they have their whole line of products, as you guys know, the stuff that's not Willet labeled. It comes from them, like Old Bardstown, mm-hmm. Pure Kentucky, all that kind of stuff, but Noah's Mill, but it's not labeled Willet. I like it. It's um, the, I think it's a great kind of switcheroo to those to those taters who who think that Willet should stick to what they are. I mean, what 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 are we if if not stagnant? Yeah, uh, w- without some kind of w- without some kind of forward movement, right? I mean, in in whiskey and, and in life, right? Yeah, I mean, I, agree. I, I think there's a lot of beauty that comes into this. I love the not, letter. Not trying to pass anything off negative for for the for the black bottle, 
and the gold labeling, but that pops. I mean, it's sexy. It really oh, yeah. is. Uh, but I wouldn't. I wouldn't necessarily say that's a gr- good or bad thing. I think it's it, definitely I, different. I think. I think it's yeah. in in more people's mouths in whiskey. I think that's a great again marketing marketing because how good is it going to look in someone's Absolutely. someone's uh, collection? Yeah, a nice black bottle. Thing. Everyone's like, it. what is that? Yeah. You know, oh, it's the it's the uh, it's the you know the eight year Willet. Oh, you pour. Here's another. Yeah. No, <laughs> no. So so do we know why there looks to be some sort of dove-esque animal on a crown? Uh, I don't know uh, the history behind that. They've always used that. It's always oh, been they? around in, in uh, well, there you go. Yeah, I wonder if it's like a family crest or something. Uh, um, I don't know. Not what, that creative, maybe. What, it's, kind of, what kind of family would have a dove with a crown on it? <laughs> you know, the local, the local uh, farmers. That's great. It's a beautiful bottle. It really is. The gold label, label pops. The rich royal purple yeah. seal does it. And it uh, looks like whoever was stacking those cases got a little carried away in your cork there, man. Yeah, it does. plastic uh, cork topper popped on you, didn't well, it? I couldn't tell when I was... Uh, Trying to peel the foil off this to let it breathe before recording, I noticed as soon as I did it, like that plastic, it's a synthetic cork, yeah. but it has this plastic top on it that covers, you know, underneath the foil and it's split in three different, three different places. So somebody smashed on that pretty good. But so, um, one of the things that's always been, I mean, we've talked about in the past episode is the fact that we've tasted pot still on the podcast. Mm. We, <laughs> oh love yeah. It. We got some people that love that one. <laughs> And uh, the rye, because the rye is pretty widely available, and then they have all their other core products, like the ones we mentioned before, the old Bardstown and Noah's Mill and stuff like that. But the Purple Tops are really the most sought-after distillate that they put out there for a number of different reasons, but a lot of it's source distillate. So I don't know much about their process, how to differentiate any of that. I mean, do you, Mossack, do you know much about it? Um Steven, I don't know, like, is there anything you've learned about it since we've been doing this? Because I'm not really, I'm not really sure, like, how I feel in general sometimes, because I hate to say we did an episode on pot still. Not sure if you ever listened to it, but we hated it. Like, we didn't have anything nice to say about it. It's easy (laughs) to beat up on the little kid, man. I mean, uh, pot still for (laughs) sure has a disadvantage on the shelf. It takes up too much space. But if you remove the veil and the label, I think it fares very well in blinds. I mean, it's very palatable, easy drinking spirit. Uh, Not necessarily one trick pony, but one dimensional, really easy drinking, right? Smooth Mm. cane sugar sweetnesses that that, that really take over. that's the challenge of pot, most pot still distillates is um, it's hard to build that character in it, right? When, when you even if you run it through twice, it's just not not ideal versus a calm still. Yeah. Um, the only differentiating factor between say purple top uh, you know, willets that that were you know didn't line up with their core mat, you know maturation process. From, from when they started distilling their their own instead of being a non-distiller producer uh, is is the age statement. So if you follow that timeline when it was released uh, versus its age on the bottle, uh, that's how you can kind of tell. And uh, if you want to get really nerdy about it, there's a lot of Willet nerds out there that can yeah. tell well, of course. Uh, what, you know, <laughs> what barrel and... You know, barrel numbers yeah. and, and proof points and stuff that 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 you can really kind of dial in there. You know, maybe maybe we just have a bad pot still bottle. It might have been maybe, that. Maybe he needs to try it out and tell me if it's bad or good. Yeah, <laughs> I, I don't know. I've tried pot still a lot over the years, and I, I even I think one time tried to bring it to a tasting, and it fooled a lot of people, which does say that it bodes well for it in blinds and stuff like that. But 
when you talk about will at nerds, I've shared this with Steven before, like, and I actually this weekend tried again to, to unsuccessfully to get into a pick group, you know, like it's a buddy of mine from college and I keep telling him like, Hey man, if you're going to have room in your pick group and he's like, yeah, I'll keep you in mind, but there's never going to be any room in the pick group. <laughs> but, uh, and it, you know, it hurts my feelings a little bit, but you know, that's okay. Um, you know, I'm still able to, to get my hands on stuff here and there, but I yeah, he loves pot still. He, he probably does. He probably thinks it's the greatest <laughs> thing. That's probably why I can't get in the group because I, I'd said something, we said so many bad things about it. Um, <laughs> you know, like you can't be on will it property after that pot store review. <laughs> we will not have you. <laughs> they have, they have yeah. most wanted pictures. They have most right. wanted. Yeah. We're up there. But, um, no, it's interesting to hear you talk about that because we, I think we, we try to be as objective as possible and not really, you know, think about that kind of stuff. Like, does the whiskey taste good or not? I mean, just look at the, yeah. uh, just listen to that, uh, what was that bottom shelf episode I was touring on? Oh, the uh, old charter episode. Old charter. Yeah. So, fellas, should we go for our first notes? All right. Absolutely. Man, um, so you mentioned this already, and I'll just lead with it. There is some heavy chocolate. Caramel chocolate. little caramel chocolate, and uh, I'm not sure. I'm not quite. Chocolate would be a good descriptor as far as texture. For me, it's all fruit. Fruit top-end sweetness, right? You got that base caramel sugar on the bottom end, but the top end is rich. Uh, fermenting fruit forward, let's say, in like a pear pit even. Kind of, kind of tart sweetness there to it candied even too uh my inner yeah. fat boys talking talking about some Lots of candy uh, some uh, crushed smarties even more on the top end hmm. that's that beautiful willet purple flower that you get out of that floral not, not too floral essence okay. but purple but like a kool-aid purple kool-aid but more floral it's that, like a grape i'm getting a little grape out of that little grape yeah I, I, it, grapes too on the nose right i mean that f- i was gonna say like an apricot for sure, yeah. Fermenting fruits definitely, yeah. definitely following through with all that sweetness there. It's it's more of a fleshy sweetness to separate from, say, a purple or grape. Well, I was I was hoping for more cherries, and I don't get a lot of cherries, but in the fruit myriad of this one, I get like you said, it's a stewed. Well, it's a weeder, right? I mean, fruit. cherries are are really prevalent in how bourbons. This That's is, true, but I have 16. had some weeders where I can taste the cherry. Um, but you're right, yeah, high rye. I think seventy seventy nine two full not proof. Exclusive. Yeah, right. it's true. Yeah, yeah. yeah. you're 60, right though. Sixty five percent corn and twenty percent wheat is what you said. Earlier. That's according to to the bourboner uh, Scott Hansen uh, conceptualization, which. Again, I don't know if they know I what they're talking about or not. On, so, man. I okay. mean, that sweetness right there is 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 pretty wild, right? I mean, you get sweetness out of wheat, you get sweetness out of corn. Yeah, right. You get that spice until it turns a corner, right? At ninety five five, that that sweetness is turns turns into or the the spicy kind of yeah. uh, 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 rye complexity turns into sweetness, which which is which is really prominent ninety five five rice. Before we move on to taste, this being a Willow product, yeah, and. Um, me being in some sort of group over the weekend with a very expensive Willet bottle. Yeah. Um, what is this uh, very high MSRP price bottle going for in secondary? Uh, so it just kind of debuted in Lexington. And when I say just debuted, I mean that it just hit this last week and a half or so. And I think that most places were selling it close to MSRP. The highest I saw it was around $300. But everybody on the secondary was doing a minimum of 600 to 625 so double the price 2x 
But what's interesting about that is the rule with Willet's always been every year for the bourbon is $100. So you got an eight-year so bourbon, $800. $800. But because this is a small batch blend, um, it's not a single barrel. I think that's why it's commanding a little bit lower. And then the other thing is it's also, I, I think, is going to be more widely available. When I was looking at different research and stuff like that, I saw somebody say, like, I got one of these in Tulsa. You know, I got one of these somewhere else in the nation. So they've got distribution where they're all over the place, which, again, even that's a good thing because more people can drink the whiskey. It's not going to, you know, command as much as secondary. It's $600. How are those prices in those other places? I think that most people were saying they were, they were priced at MSRP, but MSRP is so high that should we taste it right now? You're right. I think yeah, we should. Absolutely. I think we should taste it right Cheers. now. So the first thing I get is a very sweet note. It's almost like a caramel, honey, butterscotch. I know those are all three different things, but I'm tasting them. These sugars sort of dancing at the front of the, the palate. That's kind of what I'm initially getting. For the price point and yeah. maybe the, the age on this, I'm getting some heat. So a little unwelcomed heat is what you're saying? Yeah. So lack of, are you saying lack of smooth? <laughs> smooth. <laughs> but what I think you're saying is that there's a heat. There's a heat element to it, right? Kind of hot to be hot at 108. Yeah. Right? How many How many well of 107s, and I hate to bring this up, but it's very relevant in this conversation. How many well of 107s have you had that's drinking more like 90 proof than than than? Oh, it goes down easy. Absolutely. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. So this is, this is very loud. It's very expressive. It's very... Volatile. There's a lot going on here. For me, that sweet honey butterscotch you know, palate that you're getting is absolutely getting blown away by the palate there at 108, where it would normally have been, say, at 120. Yeah. Weeders, heater, right? I mean, weeder, heater. It's easy easy to say that. But I think the mouthfeel is good for it. Absolutely. It's it's creamy. It's delicious. There's a lot going for it. Very layered caramel layers, right? So the sweetness is real low on the on the bottom end. You got a lot of that metallic bitterness. It's dry. There's a lot of... There's, what there's what lot causes of, that? What do you think causes that? There's a chemical compound in that that I'm too uh, uneducated to... No, no, that's fine. You don't have to bring in the knowledge to it. Oh. No, there's definitely something on the finish that's not pleasing. I couldn't describe it like you have. But that's kind of where, like, this finish doesn't keep going in a way that I enjoy it. It, it kind of falls off into a bitterness, which I agree is a little bit unpleasant to me. Especially mm-hmm. for what, what heat you get off of it, right? Yeah. yeah. So, fellas, would you pass, try, or buy on the Willet 8-Year Bourbon Whiskey? That's an easy one for me. I'm trying it all day. There's no way I can afford this bottle for what it is, and uh, there's no way I can pass it up. Any any eight year weeder that's this that's gonna be eight hundred dollars at eight one oh eight, I'm trying that all day, right? I'd rather pay forty dollars for a pour than three hundred dollars for this bottle. Not not taking anything away from it, but I mean there's so much better bang for your buck out there than than nearly six hundred dollars in the secondary for this bottle. I'm gonna try. I'm gonna try and get on this one. Yeah, and I'm I'm gonna piggyback off what Mossick said here and um I will just admit, you guys know me. I'm honest with you all the time. I'm trying I'm, if you can. Ah. <laughs> hey, put that down. That's going to cost you. I'm just kidding. Hey, 220s, 220s. 220s, 220s. I'm also going to be a try on this as much as I want it to be a buy because you guys know that I do like the more premium offerings that any bourbon company puts out. And so with Willard, I've chased the purple top so long that I've kind of gotten used to knowing I'm not going to get them. 
And so then I get my hands on this one at what I thought was a decent price point. And now that we're trying it and also knowing that my two categories, oddly enough, that I really like in bourbon are weeded bourbons and rye. I really like rye and I like weeded, which makes no sense to a lot of people. Bipolar ass. Like bipolar thing. Okay. So I like some days I'm like, man, I really like the spicy, the spiciest rye you could find. And other days I'm like, I could sip on this weeded bourbon all day. In this one, I will just say to me, given all the other options that are out there at the price point, I have to be a try as much as I want to be a buy. I'm solidly a try because it costs a lot and I've had some really dynamic makers uh, picks, you know, and other things that I can think of OWA that you mentioned earlier on things that just, I could drink them. I feel like a lot easier, even though this might be a little more complex, I'm still not going to be a, a buy. It'll be a solid try. Well, when you're thinking of like, will it like purple tops, you're thinking this will a single barrel bourbons too, right? I mean, this is, this is a small batch. This is a batch whiskey. You're not going to get the same, but it has a purple top on it. It has a purple top on it. So, I mean, <laughs> it's, all it matters. Matters. it's all that matters. You can't covet this as, as you would say, uh, you know, a heaven hill purple top. That's not the same thing. You can't right? complete the vertical. Yeah, unless you, have you, all gotta, you gotta have, you gotta have all of them. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the, the, I don't think that's a fair, He's got to think about that. Though, I don't think right? that's a fair like uh, seek for you to have. You know, claiming that this is a true purple top. It is a purple top. There's a purple top on it, but it's an eight-year blended blended bourbon. Uh, I think I'm going to be a pass. Whoa, okay. Um, I don't know if I was overly impressed with kind of the heat. Yeah. Um, I don't know if that's just the blending of the small batch. Yeah. I don't know. And at two forty, it's high. I don't know if I'm going to can swallow a $40 pour or yeah. such. So uh, I think all in all, I might just pass on this one. And you know what I'm going to say in response to that? There's many times, so like when I got this bottle, I thought, awesome. I've got my hands on something that is a coveted release. People really want it. And a lot of the times when I try those bottles, I am impressed by them. I mean, those that's those seven-year rise and those eight-year bourbons you shared with me yeah. of theirs... Yeah. It's fantastic. I mean, hey, yeah. their, their two-year rye whiskeys are fantastic yeah. if you yeah. love spearmint. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, there's nothing wrong with what they're doing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Really. 100%. But how can you validate $100 a year? How can you validate? I'm jaded uh, on the Willet name. I'll say it. I mean, I, I've kind of expressed it through this whole podcast today. But, I mean, what is Willet if it isn't price hiking? Yeah. Is it something that they can pass along and sell to us? Yes. You know, that that's a very true statement because there's a huge gap once you get past their entry level pot still yeah. to like the next bottle. Do they have a eighty dollar bottle or is it straight up to the moon? Is that the next no, price I know point? what you mean. Like they have a lot of stuff that's kind of in the same price point, um, anywhere from forty to a hundred dollars that you can get and it's widely available. Mm-hmm. And so I've always jokingly said like you could put a Willet label on Noah's Mill and sell it a lot better <laughs> than it sells. Right. But I mean, I, I mean, Noah's Mill is not a bad bourbon. No. You know what I mean? It's no. not terrible for the no. price. And back when it was the wax tops and it had older juice in it, I used to drink it all the time. I used to think like, oh, this is great stuff. I've had a couple pours last month. Exactly. Steven, you're swaying me a little bit here, man. Like I, I kind of feel like um, I would never pass on a Willet, but if I, I'm not going to. Tell I'm me not, you wouldn't pay $40 for a pour of that. 
that I wouldn't pay forty dollars for. If a you never had it before in your life, and you saw that sexy black bottle, it depends. You down with them golden eyes, yes, yeah. And she had that nice purple dress. Yeah. <laughs> I like that he said that. <laughs> Look, he's coming. Around, he's coming yeah. around to the color. He you is. Yeah. A little forty dollars for a portrait. You know what? If the mood struck me right, I would. And so I will stay with my tribe, but I will say that Steven's argument is very persuasive because one thing I will say solidly is if I happen to be able to get another bottle of this, like if the opportunity presents itself in the coming weeks where somebody's like, hey, got one, it's not outrageous, I will probably not buy it. And with that, thanks for listening to this week's edition. Please like and follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at The Mashup KY. Also, let us know your thoughts on this bottle in the comment section. Until next time, keep it neat.